Hi, Rachel. Hey, Duke. What's up? What is going on, hun? I'm fucking keeping it real. Welcome to episode four. Of the crazy switch. Crazy switch. Good thing, good thing we came up with the name because it was <laughs> it was being really awkward for those first two episodes. <laughs> for the first three? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, guys, we're going to come up with something here real soon. <laughs> yeah. No, now we have it. And there's artwork with. Which you don't like. Uh, hey. <laughs> This is your. You podcast. don't fucking like. It. I like how you when you don't like it, it's mine. Yeah, most of it's yours. This is all yours. Yeah, so so you don't like most of it. <laughs> it is what it is. Like I enjoy being part of it. It's just a big excuse to hang out with you, really. Well, that's a good excuse. Yeah. So uh, what are we talking about today, Rachel? We're talking about self awareness, but it sounds like you don't really want to talk about that, which is fine if we don't. I'll talk the fuck out of self awareness. I'm sure you will. But I forgot what we meant by it last time when we made it. <laughs> When we made a when we made a thing up, yeah. Um, well, self awareness. Uh, I I think it probably had something to do with the propensity of getting into relationships, hoping that the other person was going to complete you. you I, I don't think we even got that far into the conversation. Well, because we were talking about people re-entering and then you having to take people back, and then it kind of naturally went into like, why do I keep taking these motherfuckers back? Yeah, yeah, that is where it kind of went. Um. Yeah, and once you once you become self aware, then you put up boundaries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you don't. You no longer take these motherfuckers back. So we were talking because we had dinner before this. Yes, uh, we, we did a lot of this talk actually prior. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking a little bit about boundaries in general, and how you said that people, as they get older, they just kind of learn to communicate better. And uh, well, one hopes. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I can think uh, of... I, and I probably say that from my experience, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> as I've gotten older, have learned to communicate better. Well, yeah, you're awesome. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Right. And we all think that we have the most perfect relationships on our side. Like, oh, I, I mean, I was thinking about times where I haven't been self-aware in relationships. Okay. Like, um, I mean, okay, let's let's go way back, right? Back in college years. So I had this. God, that was a long time ago for you. Know. Fuck, years. Years so and years old. and years. You're so old. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. Fuck. <laughs> um, so I had this boyfriend in high school. And we were off and on for years. It was one of those first love type situations, you know. And he ended up going to Long Beach State. And um, I, too, happened to go to Long Beach State. Right. Like, oh, just that seems like a great place to go. And we were still friends and everything like that. We were hanging out a bunch and, you know, we all had mutual friends and everything like that. But I did not admit to myself for a long time that I went down there for him. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Right. Like, (laughs) clearly, that was my reasoning behind why I went down to school. Um. But no, not not for many years. <laughs> that was never the reason why. I would never admit to that, you know. Even in in my head when I kind of knew that that was the case. You know, being very not self-aware of my motives about why I was going down someplace. But it sounds like it turned into a decent thing for you like it wasn't like kind of no harm no foul. Um Oh no, school was great. I had a great time. Met a lot of amazing people outside of my circle, outside of him. Um, eh, but there was still like, he and I were still very on again, off again down there. So it was still a very tumultuous sort of relationship with him. All right. You know? Okay. Um, I can't think of a time where I've like followed somebody. I thought a lot of times, I can think of a lot of times where I, where I. No, cause they follow you. (sighs) They be following that dick bitch. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Dick, dicknetization. Yeah. They just be running after it. Damn. Uh. Hey. Yeah, but they're not so nice about it. They're usually just like, fuck Give me you, that asshole. It's <laughs> because you like the crazy bitches. Who's that bitch you're talking to? <laughs> yeah. You like them crazies. Yeah, but I, I, I can tell you a lot of times where I thought that like it would be a good idea to follow people. <laughs> uh, it just never worked out that way because um, I think that fundamentally most women in my life they like the idea of having a lot of attention and getting sacrificed for. But then when it actually happens, they're like, fuck this. 
where they put the big like vampire cross up, and they're just like, you know, that's when they stop talking to your, you know, answering your phone calls and, and doing all so that. So you think shit. that they think that they're self aware of what they want? No, I think that. <clears throat> I think that society or media has told you guys that like you want a man to like sacrifice everything for you. That's like the rom com like thing. It's like, no, I'm not gonna take that job in New York and chase you down and like hang on to the plane landing gear and shit while you're trying to fly <laughs> away and like, you know, like make these big giant gestures when like that's training like, it's not really who you are. Like, that's not how you think. And so, like, it'll train the men in the kind of post-third-wave feminism generation to be like, yeah, I need to make a grandiose gesture to show her how I really love her, and then she'll accept me. And it's, like, coming from this such horrible premise because that exact behavior is what constitutes, like, needy, scary bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but we do like a grand gesture. I mean, I've been... I've been a sucker for the grand gesture before. What kind of grand gesture have you suckered for? Uh, <laughs> why do you say it like that? Uh, I I was suckered. A guy wrote me a bunch of letters. Bunch of letters. Bunch of letters. Bunch of letters. Is that like... like <laughs> All at once. I got them all at once. Like Casanova style? Just like wax seals fucking... <laughs> it was close. It was close. They were definitely ordered... And like there was a specific order, like yeah, I'll I'll bring them and show you. There was a specific order for them. Well, it was like a choose your own adventure. Yeah, I it's had like, to. I had it's to like read. Go to letter. Go to letter six if you want to enter the fourth. He had like he had like these <laughs> little dots on the back, so it's like one dot was the first letter, two dots was the second letter. Like, and he didn't tell me that that was his system. I just had to like see his crazy ass for myself. And then the final letter was this grandiose gesture of I'm in love with you, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you, and all of these amazing things. And I, so I jumped into the relationship and here I am. <laughs> how, how was that a natural progression? Like when you first started saying like grandiose gesture, I'm in love with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I, I don't know if you remember in uh, Jurassic Park <laughs> when, when the stampede started yes. happening and Laura Dern pops up out of the Jeep. And she was like, run. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have. But I was in a shitty situation that I was already running from. So this was like, this was, I was already running from the T-Rex. This was much calmer. That's even worse, right? So you're running away <laughs> from something and then you're running right into the mouth of something Like else. a velociraptor, basically. Uh, well, not, not from the front, but from the side. Right, from correct. the other two raptors you didn't even know were there. Exactly. Okay, exactly. If I make any more Jurassic Park jokes on this, just fucking hit me. You are showing your age on that one. Jurassic Park is timeless. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so you fell directly into a relationship with this man who had done this grandiose, grandiose gesture. Okay, can we? You've, you sort of like disagreed with me here. Can we concede that being a needy asshole? Uh, tends yeah, don't to drive you people away. Yes, for sure. Don't be by you people. I mean, you know, women, cisgendered women. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, no, I um definitely needy. Yes, drives people away. But giving attention, you you you're equating that as the same as being needy. I don't think so. Uh, I, I I said like grandiose gestures. Yeah, but a, how is a grandiose gesture needy? Like describe a grandiose gesture you that know what? you I, feel is needed. I think I, I got to back it up because obviously I can grandiose gesture the fuck out of you if we have a certain level of rapport. But are you saying uh, right off the bat? Like okay, so my problem is every time I've tried to do something like big and 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 great with the intent of winning someone's someone's heart, right, or winning somebody over. It has mm. always just motherfucking backfired and blown up in my face because it's like the the timing was wrong. Oh, timing. Right. Timing. Like, it, was timing, too, timing. it was like too much too fast. Ah, not, I not, see. Not, not so so you gave too many grandiose gestures at like all at once, like rapid fire. Or the, the gesture was like too grandiose. Okay. Give me an example. Oh, let's see. Because in my head, I'm like, <laughs> what's too grandiose? Uh, okay, so 
Yeah, okay, so maybe this isn't about self-awareness, but we're just going to fucking yeah, rant fuck off the rails yeah. here. Okay, so I had this girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she's she was amazing. I uh, what what are the you pointing lighter, at? Please. You want dick? What? The lighter. Oh, here. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so she was amazing. Uh, you know, I met her. Uh, just kind of like you were talking about before, I ran out of the mouth of the T Rex and then into, <laughs> into the, the pack of Velociraptors. <laughs> I uh, uh, I I was dating this girl and. She and I ended up not getting along because she wouldn't take her meds on time. And <laughs> that's always that's always a fucking problem. <laughs> no, I mean not necessarily. I just uh, in my younger years I was a little less. Uh... Oh, like birth control meds, or no, 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 psych meds. <laughs> yeah. meds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> and in my younger years, I, I I was a lot less tolerant of that stuff because I hadn't yet gone to school for psych and then learned that mental illness is a thing and. But back in the day, I uh, I had a lot less tolerance for that because I just thought people could just stop make their choices to right. stop being lame. Um, but <laughs> some you know turns out you can't turns when your brain's you all in weird chemistry stages. But anyways, so she she and I didn't work out, even though she intensely loved me. She was like in in she was in so in. Right. But she liked to like her her coping mechanism was to just scream at the top of her lungs and call oh, everybody shit. and vilify and, and make everybody hate me. And, you know, that was, that was kind of par for course for all of her relationships, not just me. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it understandable that I just decided, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. This is dramatic. I'm going to, I'm going to bounce. So, so I bounce and then I go out to the bar and I, I meet this woman. It's like, it's straight up like, Clouds part, angels start singing. <laughs> it's how it works. Like, because you, you, because you're running from the fucking T Rex. So anything else looks better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up, <laughs> everything and, else is like gorgeous. Yeah. And, well, okay, but she really was though. She was really like, yeah. Oh, and, I believe you. Yeah. So there I go. Right. So and uh, so I go in and and I do all my like early moves my you know i just thought i was so badass <laughs> i did all my little What's, what was one of the I moves? Did my little drag her off to the dance floor thing and then like oh. go back and forth push pull with the, oh yeah mm-hmm. it was great and uh she just gets enamored she got that that the look in her eyes with the with the <laughs> with the uh, like the dogs do when 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 you're about to feed them and it's <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god you know what i'm talking about like i do uh, yeah it's like you, it's dinner time it's like a pavlovian response you know <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so I pull her back outside because obviously you can't stay in the same place and like try to move things forward. You have. I to like how of... you're saying obviously. Some some of these people don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. do all your physical escalation on the dance floor. You got to like you know pull them outside and put them back in. You got change. You do do a roller coaster of emotions thing, right? The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. So I pull her outside, right, and I sit her on my lap. And uh, we have this, you know, heart-to-heart conversation. What you're good at? Uh, well, I was getting good at it at okay. that time. I'm really good at it now. <laughs> and and so she's just entranced. We have this have we have this like a little us bubble we call it. Like it's just like she and I against the world. Is that proper grammar? Her her she. Anyways, so we we do this thing, and everybody's like trying to talk to us because we're at the club. And I was like right. fairly popular at the time, so like everybody, hey, what's up, dude? I like how you say it, like you're not popular now. I was out with you. No, no, time. I was fairly popular at the time. I'm like insanely popular. Oh, okay. Now. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. I misread that. Don't misread ever, that. don't ever mistake me for not having a massive ego. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, saw your ass at the club this weekend. You were very popular. Moving on. <laughs> at this time, you were fairly popular. Yeah, Go I, was ahead. Just, I was just fairly popular. So, so people were coming by, and like we were just ignoring them. Just like, just yeah, just fuck you, get out of my bubble. Yeah. No, just like, like straight ignoring. I didn't even, yeah, no acknowledgement. And and then so T Rex comes, mm. which is I've never used that for her that that name. Because uh, it fits her, but it doesn't really. It just it just <laughs> with the analogy we're talking about. So she shows up right now. This is one of those things like our relationship is over. Right. You said so a number of times as you were throwing things at me. So like don't think that it's not over because th- 
you wanted this over thing, right? So she shows up to the club, right? And she starts screaming at me. You have another girl? Uh, and so, so the one on the lap, right? We're like eye contact, like oh, and the other one's screaming. She can't get my attention because I'm like actively ignoring, right? And so, due to the nature of our cosmic connection, she is actively ignoring too, right? Although both of us know what the fuck's going on. So, uh, <laughs> so the the other one gets frustrated and leaves and talks a bunch of shit and and, and leaves, and then. Uh, this one just like totally didn't care about oh. any of it. So I was like, okay, cool. Like that's awesome because like turned you that, on big time. That yeah, that kind yeah. of jealousy is precisely what I want to don't want to fucking have to deal with. Right. And you are just just you're a goddess. You're a fucking goddess, right? <laughs> so you know, I, I walk her out to the car and I make my fucking move and I think I'm sly as hell. You know, <laughs> we make out and I do the whole like pin her up against the car thing and everything's all. Awesome. Great. Awesome. <laughs> right. I'm like, you're my new girlfriend. She's like, yes. Yes, I am. I said, that, okay, that was it. One night. Yeah. Well, one hour and a half. Oh, shit. Yeah. She's like, yes. Yes, I am. Right. So at that time, right, I had fancied myself kind of a just a just a consummate Casanova like player. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm icy as fuck and I don't you know, mm-hmm. catch feels like that's dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> However, this chick, she had. She was different. Yeah, well, she wasn't, but <laughs> I thought she was. And, and so she, uh, she, she tripped the switch, you know, in the brain. Yep. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's the crazy switch, but it's. But it was getting there. It was getting there, so and so I was just thinking, yeah, she maybe flipping. I'm seeing which one gets yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the breakers in the back <laughs> which, of your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Not that one. Okay, you got to reset all your clocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she flips the switch, and um, and then I think to myself, like, I go to bed and I lay on my pillow, and I'm just like, oh, awesome, and I like move my stuffed polar bear over and cuddle. Yeah, and spoon. Yeah, one spoon. Yeah. Don't act like you didn't. I don't spoon the stuff because they're too small. <laughs> right? Like you gotta have, you gotta be able to put your. We're digressing. What did, uh, what did you call it? A polar bear? What? Stuffed animal? Yeah, a polar bear. I, I just assumed like a huge one. I, I have a giant panda. Oh. Yeah. That I'll spoon. tell you the story about the panda at some point. Okay. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, the uh, the T Rex one. The girl actually asked to take the panda with her. Oh, she left. And you said no. No, fuck no. It's my panda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, we are digressing. <laughs> but anyway, so as I lay my head on my pillow, like I go back into like Lifetime movie, oh, after school special, like Kelly Kapowski. I was just about to say Saved by the Bell. Like fucking what... Hawaiian vacation. Like, <laughs> like just, just like holding pinky to pinky. You know, f- traipsing through the fucking heather and the and the daisies, <laughs> like it, it was it was nuts because yeah. like I was just like smack square in the eyes with this thing, and t- you know to look back in hindsight, like every woman I've ever met, I pretty much have those thoughts about, but then I usually just like eh, <laughs> yeah that's dumb, but this one it, it kind of slipped through the cracks, like my 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 critical faculty my mind defense was down yeah you were vulnerable i was vulnerable i was running the rebound it was the rebound and yeah you know, yeah and and she had just shown this this she was the opposite strength yeah she was the opposite in the of face of yeah. opposition and so i was just like whatever so i texted like i don't know <laughs> nine times next day <laughs> um and that's when it started all going to shit right this chick was down but, like... Well, texting nine times. Okay. On day two. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Grandiose gesture. That's exactly what I'm fucking talking about. That's a grandiose gesture? Well, like I said, it's about timing. Right? Because, like, I could text you nine times today, and you'd think nothing of it. Yeah, okay, but... Right? Yeah, but we're also not in a romantic situation. It wouldn't matter. Like, you and I have built the kind of rapport that... Yes. Right? That, like... You know that I'm not like, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was just trying to get her attention, and and 
Yeah, I've learned since, obviously, that we don't text do her that once. shit. Yeah. <laughs> text her maybe text, twice. Don't even text her once, really. <laughs> like, text her some stupid shit. <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. Like That's a meme, the... something weird. Yeah, yeah. Don't throw a meme. <laughs> Take a picture a of a gift. squirrel, say, reminds me of you. <laughs> but, you might get a couple of question marks off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's just, you know, really trying to get the nut, right? <laughs> <laughs> right so um uh, so fast forward a little bit like i i backed off because obviously i was being a little over yeah, i was, was being a little being a little extra extra <laughs> extra <A> bit extra <laughs> uh and so you know we we had this relationship for a while right oh, like oh, oh she she still continued on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that would have freaked me the fuck out but she probably was freaked the fuck well, out. Well, it depends. Depends on... It would freak me the fuck out now. Yeah. It might not freak me the fuck out. I don't know. A few years back? I would question it, though. It would raise an eyebrow. Yeah, and it set the, kind of set the tone for our relationship. It put the power balance on the, on the wrong side. Like, if she was that kind of traditionally feminine woman who wanted kind of leadership, I was the anything-you-want-to-do kind of guy, right? Gotcha. Um, and I was just, I was just fucking rich. Like at the time, you know, for my age, I had like busted my ass for like 12 hour, 18 hour shifts doing it. And like, I was, I made just ungodly amounts of money. Well, that'll help. You know? And so, and so I was really in the, like, I had already just experienced everything I wanted to experience. So I was like, I actually wanted to know what you want to do. Because we can go do that, and it's fun for me because it's new, right? Like, right. And that's how I justified it. But it always came out like, uh, I can't lead, so why don't you come up with something, and then, oh, no, I'll pay for it. See, I'm cool. Like, that's how it always came out. So, um, And we get tired of that shit. Yeah. Yes, you do. And I know you guys get tired of it, too, but we just get tired of it. Yeah. Especially when you're doing, like, two or three at once. So <laughs> yeah, that's really <laughs> exhausting. Like you both don't know what the fuck you want. Fuck. Yeah. And, I, and I still have to shave <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That is like the fucking worst. <laughs> take notes, gents. <laughs> fuck. We don't want to take the lead in certain situations. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but she kept kind of, uh, I was about to say stringing me along, but, uh, what I mean to say is she kept hoping that I was going to stop being lame uh, because, you know, she'd already invested quite a bit in the relationship. And she was hoping that maybe I would, you know, be attractive at some point. Pull yourself together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but never happened. And I don't know, girls get this thing where they just they just stay in shit for too long. Uh, anyways. It's true, we do. So, anyways, so that's a, that's a different podcast. She's to yeah. <laughs> that's a different episode. It's coming. Yeah, maybe next time, yeah. <laughs> or, or this time. Uh, yeah, overstaying. That's, yeah. that's our next podcast. So she's like, she's like, she starts to throttle, right? She's like, no texting, like a day and a half, and mm. moving things out. And my insecure ass was like, oh, well, who else is she fucking? You know. Um, right. But she's not fucking anybody. She's just staying away from me because, like, she can only take it in doses. <laughs> <laughs> and You're such an intense dude. <laughs> well, back then I was even worse <laughs> uh, because I, I didn't bring value with it. You know, like, it, I'm a lot to swallow, so to speak. Oh. Uh, but at least I, you know, there's I'm going to have now. to ask around. <laughs> <laughs> don't, add, don't dig too deep. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to... <laughs> there's some boxes you can't unopen. What no, close once you're opened. Yeah. Um so it, Valentine's Day comes. <laughs> right? And I you know, I made this big old plan cuz I was supposed to. I'm the guy now and right. I have to take leadership and so I make these big old plans. We're going to go see this fucking concert and um Santa Barbara, like her favorite band ever that like broke up and came back and then unbroke up. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like super about this life. You know? Right. I'm like, I'm the man. Look at me. I'm so great. And uh, so I, I made her a mix CD. <laughs> and uh, and that was before I was a DJ. So like it was just a really shitty mix CD. <laughs> but 
<clears throat> you know, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a CD, and she wouldn't answer my fucking text at this point, right? Like, and you already had this all planned out because the week before the Valentine's Day, I was just like making sure that she was going to be available and making sure she was available, oh. right? And she's just like over it, and so I like show up, like she she texts me like, oh, I'm sick, whatever, fucking hanging out. I'm like, oh, hey, bitch. Like, so I show up and I text her, I'm like, I'm here. Right, because she basically stood me up, and now I'm pissed. Oh, but yeah. like, I'm pissed in that way. That's like, I totally understand anything that might be going on, but can we just right? Can we just talk about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just mm, that was the last time I ever did shit like that. By the way, uh, but I, uh, I I bought a, you know a bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. and I, I left it on her car with a CD and this like handmade card. Oh, right. that's cute. It is cute as fuck, right? I like handmade cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like grandiose gesture. I did a grandiose gesture. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was real cute about it. Yeah, right there. Yep. On the fucking car. And I just felt all fucking, oh, she's not feeling good, so I'm going to brighten her fucking day. <laughs> she wouldn't even come out. Like, right. That's fucked up. That's why I left it on the car, right? And I just like drove off and I fucking, you know, whatever. And so... uh. I had actually, which is really hilarious, um, you know, I was kind of lonely. Cause well, yeah, because it's Valentine's hang, Day. I'm trying to hang out on Valentine's Day. And so I just, like, called somebody else, and we just, like, went out. Did you go to the concert? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I actually ended up selling the tickets because she wasn't um, responding. That sucks. Um, that's that's shitty. I took her to that concert later, actually. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh wait, you stayed with her after that? No, 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 no. We she didn't talk to me for probably a month and a half. She just was done. She like got the fucking letter and shit. She was like, "Nope." And she didn't respond to any. Of your no, time? nothing. Did you no. hit her up for a month? And, and, no, I, I after the the third one, as she wasn't responding, I'm like, "All right, well, she's done." Like, oh man, and, and I fucking plus I was distracted, and so um, it helps. So yeah, so yeah, it it, it turned out like. Like, uh, months later, I, I I took her out to the thing, and it was, you know, platonic, and it was great, and whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it goes to show, like, grandiose gestures in general depends on, A, intent, and B, uh, timing, right? Because yeah. too much too soon is always bad. No, Yeah, lube, on, any, like, on any side. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the... Uh, what was I saying? I said timing and what else? Timing and fuck. I was making a fuck. point too. <laughs> I was totally making a point. And you didn't even smoke. Right. You don't even fucking smoke. That's my job to fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forget points. <laughs> but yeah, so like, it, you know, the timing is way off, but it, it's really about attention, right? So like if I'm grandiose and I'm like, you know, I thought of you, here's the thing. Not a big deal, but like you're on my mind, right? And it doesn't matter how big or small it is. It's like a, you know, it's it's a, it's an honest gift or something, right? Then that works, right? And, but if I'm like, I want something from you, like attention, like a text back, like you to fucking, you know, show up to the dates you say you're going to, <laughs> whatever it is, if I want something from you and then I give you the fucking grandiose gesture because you didn't give it to me in the first place, that's like coercion. And that, that intent is totally, it never goes across well. Mm, interesting. Because that's what looks needy. Yeah. So, yeah, you were I, talk- I would agree with that. You were talking last week about the whole aloof game. Yes. And, and that's almost, this is kind of the same thing. It's like, it's like, I could do, I could buy you a fucking car, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I just act like it was no big deal, like it made sense, it was utilitarian, I thought of you, and da da da, you just like, oh, that's fucking sweet and shit. And, uh, but, but if I was just like, see? <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <sighs> I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I, I do think you're right with the rapport. I think that makes a huge difference. Um, because that with the timing will rapport and timing together does make a huge situation simply because I say this when, when the dude came in with the, I'm in love with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And then we were together being together. Wasn't bad. Like me getting that attention from him wasn't a bad situation. 
Like it, I, I enjoyed it. Right. But I think it's because we had the rapport. We'd already built out some sort of relationship prior to all that. Um, and I'm trying to think of a time where there's been a grandiose gesture where I was like completely freaked the fuck out off like maybe like quickly. I mean, it's definitely happened. Um, it's usually been like after a couple of dates where I'm just like, oh my God. Like, and it's the constant text messages, the constant, like, I woke up thinking about you. I woke up this, I woke up that, I did it to this. I, hey, beautiful. Hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like, and, and if it's, if it's constant, like, uh, so sometimes, especially in the morning, I have a million things going on. I'm getting ready for work. I'm talking to people on the phone. If I'm not responding to you right away, I will, especially if I don't know you, right? Like it'll, it'll, it'll be a minute. And then if it's like, why haven't I heard from you? Da, 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 it, it does get very. I just think it's fucked up. You don't fucking call me back. Like have some <laughs> common courtesy. And usually I'm pretty good at saying, hey, too much, right? Back off. But it took me a while to get there. Definitely. Like she could have had a different conversation with you about, about backing off. Um, or maybe saying even it was too much. Duke, it's too much. I don't know. I don't know that I can take all this right now. Well, would you have heard it? Let's yeah. Let's drop back in. Yeah, I think I would have heard it. But let's drop into this uh, real quick because like I, I'm interested to hear your perspective. Um, so a lot of the guys that talk to me about dating and shit, mm-hmm. they'll be like. Oh yeah, like if she would just fucking communicate, like I would know where the boundaries were and then I would totally respect them. And then I'll talk to their girlfriends and they'll be like, I'll be like, do you think that maybe you could just like communicate? And then, <laughs> and then they go, he should know, right? And they'll be like, they're like, I, I, I want him to fucking think with his brain and have some common sense <laughs> Oh, but common sense isn't common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's they'll not. they'll say that, right? And at the end of the day, the romantic part of a man's gestures are the fact that they get you <laughs> without you having to communicate. Sure, it, right? and that, and that's what I'm saying. Like this guy who who came back and was was you know professing his love and all of that, he understood me to a degree. Right. Like we had already had sort of a situation, but it wasn't he came back in. Right. He was a reenter. So he knew he knew my he knew what would what I wanted to hear. He knew how to have that conversation with me. He knew certain elements of me. I don't necessarily know if. Well, I definitely know now if somebody gave me a letter, I would not find it as a romantic gesture just based off of <laughs> he came into my life with I letters. had a bad experience. <laughs> he came into my life with letters and he left with a letter. So all the way around, I'm good on letters. Um, just just have the conversation. But. Yes, you're right. They They do have to know. They do have to know. They have to know who you are. They have to know what you're about. In order for that to work. But I do think that women need to. You do have to communicate boundaries sometimes. You do have to communicate certain things that you want. Like for her to say he should know that that implies to me that it's been said multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think that like. Obviously, there's there's cases where, you know, because we're a little bit older and mm-hmm. we've gone through just hundreds of relationships <laughs> in some form or fashion. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we have the experience. You know, we've learned from the mistakes, a lot of the mistakes. Probably I've learned have many more mistakes than you have, but maybe I'm not the one writing a blog about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and women stay longer. We stay too long and stuff. Well, I'd probably stay a long time if they'd let me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <But>, Touche. <laughs> but uh, what does it say? <laughs> we're kind of Fuck. running off the rails here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Self-awareness. That's what we're <laughs> Which, which so, it all ties back in. Yeah. So I feel like now... We are way better at setting boundaries at, at, at our 
experience level in relationships. And respecting them as well. Yeah, true, truth. But, you know, back in the 20s, it was way... Like, we didn't even know what our own fucking boundaries were. Right, exactly. So how are we supposed to explain it, like, to somebody else? Yeah, no, I, I don't... So, yeah, these these questions of they should know... They they don't because they don't know them. They don't know their own boundaries either. Like the men don't know their own boundaries in that situation either. You know, so Truth. you have two two motherfuckers dealing with each other who have no understanding of what what is okay and what isn't okay for them. And to add on top of that is so much of relationships in the beginning, especially how we're kind of like taught, is that we're looking to find our completion in another person yeah, we're yeah. looking to find our you know our counterpoint or our what was that movie uh you know you complete me <laughs> fucking, you know some fucking jerry Maguire. yeah like <laughs> it, we're, we're looking to find somebody who compliments us in or doesn't compliment us but like like fills the holes right right it's, right because compliment is much better <laughs> fills the holes <laughs> sometimes that's okay too most of the time, that's okay. <laughs> but most of the time, it should be that also. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> he's like thirteen over here. Fucking uh, eight. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, as we move forward, get a little bit more self-actualized, and and begin to fill our own holes, so to speak. We, we look to other people less to do that, but then it sort of dilutes the codependent nature of that sacrificial love that we were kind of raised to believe was like the most romantic. True. And I, and I do think that when you end up in a relationship a little younger, you have time to grow with each other. Like even if you grow a little bit apart, there's still opportunities to grow into those boundaries and those, that self-awareness with each other. Right. You're watching that kind of growth. But as if you're doing it later in life and you are. And the romantic aspect of it does kind of go away or just lessens. I don't know if it goes away, but it, it lessens um, because we don't need it as much. Do you feel like you get a more honest relationship? Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, honesty really doesn't have much to do with it. It, like, because well, I think there's there's honesty in setting boundaries. Yeah, yeah, but if you don't know what your boundaries are and you're honest about that, that's still honesty. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think even that's fair. Like, it, I think that is more fair for the 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 saying he should just know is literally that, right? It is literally like saying. I don't know my own boundaries. He should just know what they are. Yeah. And, you know. And so moving into like, like what I really wanted in relationships at the time was just to be validated. And a lot of people have sort of demonized that word nowadays. Like, Oh, you're just doing it for validation or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's real though. Hell yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't date random people because I fucking because they're fucking weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need all that. I don't need any of that energy near me. <laughs> Get all that weird vibe away from me. I do not need that validation. <laughs> but back in the day, like I was, I you know, I wanted to to be good at this. You know, I wanted right. to be able to use to who I was, be accepted by somebody. Right. And, you know, you're not going to match with everybody, but I didn't know that back then. Like, we used to believe that we yeah. could match with anybody with enough work. You just got to put the work in the relationship. You <laughs> Fuck know? that. But then, as you know, as I went to college, I learned about personality theory and I learned about archetypes and shit. I was like, oh, oh, well, pe some people just like are fundamentally not compatible. <laughs> yeah. And and. Oh, God. And, and if it's more work to spend on somebody else than yourself. Right, like you're spending more time working on somebody else than yourself. That's when the fucked up shit happens. Yeah, and so and I that's think that's usually what the fuck happens. That's how that codependent thing happens, is because like a lot of us are, you know, not not all of us for sure, but like me for real is I I was give 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 give, 
You yes, know? me too. And, Constant giving. And so I found like the reflections of myself in another person as like my own self-discovery. So I would always just like dig into other people to see how I interacted and without like doing a lot of introspection. Right. And that self-awareness was coming kind of like as a distorted reflection from somebody Absolutely. else's personality. It was, it was always tainted by the other person's response, motivations and intentions. And, uh, only when I started like exploring my own self-talk and my own relationship with myself, did I get a clear untainted version of that of reflection? Yeah. I, uh, I just pointed at you because I wholeheartedly agree with this. I love it when you point at me. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, cause you had mentioned that like you jumped from the Velociraptor into you were distracted, right? Like that you had a distraction going on and, and I think that that pattern hasn't changed. I haven't really grown up from that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been in a similar pattern where jumping just from one relationship into a rebound that turns into like three months or, and then you get a distraction and then there's something else and there's constantly, constantly somebody in the mix. And it was really only when I allowed myself to be alone and be comfortable being alone and be comfortable without being with somebody and be comfortable with, you know, like even, even that self-talk of, all right, you're going to be lonely sometimes and you're going to want to hang out with your friends, but they're all getting into relationships. You might not be able to do that. You got to be okay with just sometimes having those moments where those people won't be around you. You can't get the fix that you need. That changed my whole perspective on things. You had a much more rational realization than I did. Because <laughs> I'm, cause I'm, you know, I'm going to therapy. I'm like, I'm taking care of myself. I'm paying attention to my patterns. Hashtag self care. Hashtag self care. For uh, real. I I uh, I went through the bitterness stage for a while. Oh, of course. Right? I mean, and yeah, like I stopped hanging around everybody who had relationships because they were just fucking stupid. <laughs> I was just, I could just see the train wreck about to happen. And everybody, because they just like kept falling into this like lie of, you know, codependent monogamy that I had that I had tripped up on so many times, and I would watch these people and I'd be like, "You guys are idiots." <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen my friends be in really, really great relationships right now, like they're in fantastic relationships. Yeah. Okay. What percentage of your friends do you think are in fantastic relationships? Most of them. Well, maybe you have a better outlook than me. I do. I do. I do. I mean, I think we have different beliefs on monogamy anyway, so that's all right. Yeah, that's a true story. But, <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I think that most of my relationships are fantastic while they are there. But um, part of my own self-awareness journey was to sort of get rid of the idea of security and future projection. And... There are some people who will look at me and be like, <sighs> jaded. <laughs> I'm just, I was thinking that. <laughs> you, you, I feel like you can read my mind sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I that, sometimes. I have that effect on mine. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Dance for me, puppet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so I, I read this quote by Helen Keller. Let me see if I can pull it up because... Mm -hmm. I always misquote it when I'm trying to tell people, and then it doesn't work. So, yeah, so I read this uh, this quote by Helen Keller. Helen Keller. And this is on uh, the projection of future? Uh, no, uh, it will become evident when it actually shows up. And Yes, here it is. Okay, so it goes... <clears throat> Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Right? And I'd always seen the tail end of that quote on like Instagram and shit. It'd be like, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. You know? Right. But I read this whole thing and I was like, security is a superstition. It doesn't exist. And I'm thinking like, okay, hold on. Right? All this idea of like permanence in relationships that I had always longed for because I was socially conditioned to deal with it that way, it, it 
and then all the relationships end. I was I had like a zero percent success rate Mm-mm. on all of my relationships because <laughs> they would eventually end. And I started thinking that all relationships end, which is not true, right? Like, it, not all relationships. Well, I mean, they all end because we're dead, maybe. But like, right? Like, they don't end catastrophically. Sometimes they just end because they ran their course. Sometimes they end because, you know, like there's a mutual disagreement, or whatever. Like, it's fine. Right. But like. I had been raised my entire life to believe that we had like these soulmates and these people that were meant to be with us forever and ever. And like, we're going to find, I'm going to find my wife one day and she's going to be perfectly clicked with me. And we just like, you know, ride into the sunset at the end of our lives and okay. like Nicholas Sparks level fucking <laughs> die at the same time in the hospital and shit. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen the notebook, it ends tragically. It ends tragically. <laughs> All of Nick sure. Sparks stuff can just die in a fire. <laughs> but once I once I you know, I read this quote and I was just she like I was like oh shit like security's not real. It was like fucking poof, mind blown. Right. And and then I realized like now because the end of the quote was was avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. It's either a daring adventure or nothing. So she wasn't saying, like, there's no security, wah, 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 doomsday, fucking nihilistic, fuck your life. It, it was like, there's no security, so stop trying to keep yourself safe. Just straight up live. Get out there. Yeah, do it. And uh, and that, that hit me, and I was like, oh, shit, I can get on the dating scene without expectations, and then I won't get disappointed but if I if I if I go out there with a jaded mentality, you know, like I don't have any expectations because I always get failed anyway, right? Then, <laughs> right? Then that's not going to be good for my relationships, you know, because you've got to be able to optimistically look towards the future, you know. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? Right. But if I can go out there without expectations and look more in an explorative or discovery-minded uh, pursuit. And I'm like, okay, what what can we do here? What's next, right? Right. Then dating's fun again. And I don't have to worry about protecting myself from anything. And like, it was just like so fucking freeing. Like it was, it, it mind-numbingly awesome. And that's what launched me into my current, you know, fucking 11 year stint of dating a whole bunch of people and having a great time and not hating myself and whatever. So like- That's good. I got into that self-awareness stage by just like throwing away- the societal norm that was foisted upon me <laughs> about about finding the somebody to complete me that was you know how long did be it take you to security. to get to that point? Uh, did it come pr- fairly quickly? Like once you once you had this sort of realization, did it uh, come very quickly? Yeah, or? yeah, okay. Because all of my suffering was like self imposed. Interesting. And so once I realized that, like, it was just pointless to to look for this shit that wasn't real, like, it freed me up to just go experience life. Gotcha. And so, like, you know, I'd, I'd played victim for far too long. Like, oh, playing oh. the victim will never work, yeah. Well, it works for a lot of people. Uh, but Does it work for them? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, that's a very very long conversation. We need to we have a whole podcast on that. Okay. Uh, cause I, I just yeah. I got heavy opinions on that shit. What being a victim? Yeah. I. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> I can see this going into a different direction real quick. <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's important to be. Uh, no matter what was your was your flip, like you were just like, oh, you know, I'm gonna spend some time for myself, and you know, I'm it's gonna be okay, and like I don't have to, you know, depend on this external source to give me my identity or validate validation or my, right. you know, whatever. Um, I did the same thing, but I was looking at like this systemic, like overarching concept of. I'm going to find the one and then I'll be secure and then nobody will ever leave me again. Right. And right. then I realized like security's dumb. Like it's not even a thing. Like, <laughs> like, like my neighbor's cat was, uh, was running around the neighborhood last week. Coyote comes out, snaps his fucking neck. Right. Mm. Dead cat. And, uh, you know, he was just living his life and then <laughs> bam, coyote attack. Right. And that's life. Like, that's 
That's real life. It's a T-Rex. It's a Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. It's a coyote attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, like my relationships could go sour through no fault of my own or maybe through a fault of my own. But like things just happen and we're not guaranteed anything, you know? And so why would I put so much stock into waiting for the future to make me happy or to fulfill me? Why don't I just be happy and fulfilled now and yeah, no, enjoy that, what's going on? That I definitely 100% agree with you on. In its in its entirety. Yeah. Like with its good and its bad. Yeah. Well, oh, I think so much good can come from the bad, right? Like there's so much beauty in some some of those sad moments sometimes. Like I definitely found that in in this journey, <laughs> in this chapter. Um, there's been so many moments where I've been, where I've just embraced the sad. Fuck it. It's sad. The shit sucks, right? Like it sucks right now and it's not going to suck in five minutes. It'll suck less in five minutes. It'll suck even less tomorrow. Right. But it sucks right fucking now. And there's just a couple of times where I've had those moments of just real clarity, um, where I've been with friends or I've been by myself where I've had this moment of just, grief and then could be laughing at something beautiful in life in the very next moment. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's to notice those moments and to really be appreciative of those moments are the, are the parts that help you become more and more self-aware. I think, right. It's like, well, shit, I got through that moment and this is the, this next moment is fantastic and I'll be able to get through the next hard moment. Um, it shows a lot of the, a lot of your inner strength, your internal sort of wherewithal. Yeah, it develops you know? that strength. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and I think that appreciative space, um, it can be so powerful. You know, it can be such a powerful moment of <clears throat> of realization of what you overcome and like you said just being very very present in the moment of where you're at like the internal power of where you're at and how you how you came to be right here right now yeah and like being being satisfied with what's in front of you without trying to fix or change it categorically like you we're always growing we're always trying to improve like you and I especially are very like, you know, forward thinking in that way. And we're super right. op- optimistic about the future and trying to make more money and doing more, um, making better relationships and, yeah. and yeah, being more creative and leaving a legacy and all that stuff is great. Uh, and you shouldn't throw that out. But if you did it from a place where you're unhappy with where you're at, it limits creativity so much. It For limits sure. exploration and discovery. And it, it, you put blinders on from experiencing the person and the beauty that's in front of you in that moment. Right. Well, and I think a big part of that does come from like, if you are constantly distracting yourself or whatever it is that you're doing to stop yourself from really taking that a look within that does, ugh, that hindering moment, you know I mean? I, and and again, I've been there so many times where I get to that, that point, right. That verge of really having the, taking that look in and then, oops, I'll get distracted and I won't have to look at myself, you know, and then you're still kind of settling in this unhappy place because you never really fix whatever was the issue in the first place. Yeah. Because, you know, self-reflection can be super hard. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I mean, the thing with healing is it's not fucking linear. You're going to have great days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have you know, it's this up and down situation. It's not just like, oh, today I'm better and tomorrow I'm even better. The third day you might feel like shit again. And what do you do in that space? Like acknowledge where you're at. Remember that yesterday wasn't as bad and move the fuck on. You know, like you will get, I think it's just a matter of getting through moment to moment. Like some of the best moments that I had through this last breakup were the moments where I was like literally just sad and then could be laughing with my best friend because he cracked a joke and made it, made it that much better for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And appreciating that beautiful little space that we were in shit. That's, that's one of the best things ever, you know? 
Yeah, and so the reality of the situation is, like, life is a spectrum of emotions. Fuck yeah. And, you know, from even, day to day. Uh, from moment, moment to moment. Moment to moment. And so many of us try to find the best ones and then focus on those. And the problem with holding your focus on the best ones is when the bad ones come and you don't appreciate them for what they are, then you feel like you're always clawing to get back to the good ones again. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not talking about like mental illness, you know. No, 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 of course. Depression and shit like that. But I mean, like, like just those eternal optimists who are kind of like just everything's great everything's fine (laughs) never sad like it's just uh it's not sustainable (laughs) yeah it's it's not it's not being aware that you have these different sides these dark sides or these 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 low points and not being aware of those creates a ideal that you always feel like you have to live up to, and then you're setting expectations on yourself that you're fucking... Well, and then you end up setting yeah. expectations on your partners. You know what I mean? Like, you you start to set those expectations. Uh, they need to make you feel a certain type of way. They need to make you feel... They need to make you feel good. Or you put those expectations uh, that you have innately your own expectations onto them, right? Like, oh, if I'm feeling this way, you should be feeling this way. Yeah. And that silliness down spiral. Fuck yeah. Awesome. That does not work. Yeah. At yeah. all. So self-awareness. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, practically speaking, what do you, what, do you, what do you think? I know I'm kind of springing this on you. <laughs> but what do you think, because we're talking about it, would be a way, like, from our sort of more experienced relationship viewpoint, somebody, you know, early in relationships, like, without being petty, mm-hmm. like... What do you think are some steps that you can go about figuring out who you are and being more aware of the kind of the reality of your emotional ups and downs? Um, I think one thing is if you are, I mean, again, if you're, if you're angry, <laughs> I think one of the things is ask yourself if, if you do the same thing that you're angry at, right? Like I think, I think you have to start training yourself to ask those self reflective questions um in those in those moments where you are emotional like what if you're upset about something would you feel comfortable with your partner being upset at the same thing with you you know and if you say no then you kind of have to question should you even be upset about that you know you can you can have the feelings you can have the questions and then maybe even bring that up hey i'm feeling uncomfortable about x y and z i'm not 100% sure why i'm feeling like this i think you might kind of start to figure out why Right. You would be feeling a certain type of way. Um, But I think you first have to be comfortable with even even having the internal conversation. I think the first step is just to start noticing, really recognizing when things kind of come up more than once. You know, they've come up twice, two, three times, a message, uh, a pattern, especially for yourself. Like, pay attention to it. You know, if your partner has told you two or three times that you do a, a certain thing, pay attention to it. Because you're obviously not noticing it. Right. Like, maybe there's nothing you can do that can fix it. Maybe it's just innately part of your personality. But you can still start to pay attention to it, you know? Yeah. And and then focus on the reality of the moment, I think. Yeah. It's like super... Like, yeah, you you say you're you're asking questions about yourself and being sort of self-reflexive or self-reflective. And that's great. I think when... I think it's important not to judge or hold yourself up to standards that haven't been fully examined, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are certain standards that I know I'm never gonna I'm I'm gonna hold myself up to no matter what, right? Like I, right, you're never gonna find me in a position where I'm gonna rape somebody. Like I've decided on any scenario that even comes close to that. Like I have you know I have very clear standards on that. But there's some things about emotional control or or how I care for other people that are a lot more variable. And, right, right. And so sometimes I go into a darker space when I'm stimulated in a relationship that way. And and it's important to, when you come up with those emotions, to look at those emotions for what they are and not 
for what you think they should be because a lot right. of times your shoulds are super myopic. They're not they're not fully based in fact and they're usually um not completely thought through. Like you sometimes you don't know why you think stuff. It's just got modeled for you or you right. know, injected into you when you were like 8, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and 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 you're just like sort of repeating the mistakes of the generation past until you sort of take a critical look at it and and be like, "Hey, is this for me or is this not?" Right. But I think you first have to, I mean, that first thing is starting to pay attention to, to yourself, you know, what, what moves you, what, what are you uncomfortable with too? What are you comfortable with and what are you uncomfortable with? Nobody should be uncomfortable in a relationship. And that's usually where the arguments start. Mm-mm. Wait, wait, what? Nobody should be uncomfortable in a relationship? What do you mean? I mean, as far as like when you're setting boundaries, when you're trying to figure that out. When you're, why are you looking at me like that? I'm, I'm thinking, I'm listening. Go ahead. Like, maybe uncomfortable is the wrong word. I think as you're setting boundaries, certain boundaries are probably more comfortable. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. No, I'm, no, I'm just rambling. Give me a sec. <laughs> Cut all this. <laughs> um. Like, if, okay, so for example, I used to, or, and I know I have this tendency, and I try to pay attention to it more because the last relationship was not the first time that I heard it, right? But like, if I know that I fucked up, or if I know that my partner is uncomfortable, I will like be like, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Are you okay? Like, right? And I know that that can piss people off. Right. Um, and be uncomfortable. But that's something that I definitely genuinely have to work on because that's just like my nurturing instinct kind of like wanting to go in and fix it immediately. Right. Um, I have that same problem. Right. Like, uh, are you are you sure you're OK? Are you fine? I was like, is everything cool? No, because like, we can work it out right, right now. Like right now. Like, just yeah. tell me right, <laughs> right now. Like, I can fix this, you know, like and I would prefer to fix it. And And sometimes, though, because the other person doesn't. Right. Like they they want to put up the boundary, like, leave me the fuck alone right Mm -hmm. now. Right. I need need my space. (laughs) Right. And sometimes I do, too. So I have to remember that. But but that that I don't necessarily think would be like that may make somebody uncomfortable because they don't really know what to do with all that intensity. Right. So when they kind of put up that boundary, like, leave me the fuck alone. um. I shouldn't be putting that onto somebody, right? Like I shouldn't be trying to make them feel uncomfortable. That's a hard one for me though, to sort of like back off of, you know, like I, I have a very hard time. Like I've, I've paid attention to it more, but it's still very difficult. Like I do it with friendships. I do it in relationships. I mean, it's just, it sucks. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's not universally bad, right? Like some people want to get to the bottom of things and you're going to be compatible with people who are communicative and open in that way. Some people need space to think through things before they can right. do stuff. And that's just kind of how they're wired. And that's right. cool. And right. you can appreciate that if you know that's where they're coming from instead of just assuming everybody thinks like you. you know? I, yeah. Yes. But this is something that I've had to like learn and just be like, okay, well, they're pissed right now. Hopefully they'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's something I had to learn too about how uh, you know other people just kind of, sometimes just need a fucking need a break, take a drive, come back. Right. And, and do the thing. And uh, yeah. And being aware of my own insecurity or neediness or, 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 you know, what do you call it? I, I need, I need closure. I need finality. And I know? don't like people being pissed at me. I mean, I think that's, that's the big thing for me. I don't, I don't I'm, really, I'm cool with that. <laughs> no, I don't really, I'm like, come on, man. Like, come on, come on, come on, get over it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it. You know, I, I don't like people being mad at me. Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want them to get, let's, let's work that through. Yeah, yeah. Um, rock, rock on. Well, I think we uh, came to some good conclusions. We're at uh, 104. Okay. So, But cut uh, out that, cut out that weird shit. Meh. Just do it. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Please. All right. I'll cut out the weird shit. Um, so next week we're going to talk about, what was it? 
Are we going to talk about um? What did we say? It was like definitely. We'll see it in the. We'll see it in the notes. <laughs> what was it? How great is that robot transcription service? That is way? fucking amazing. Bomb. I love it. Um. No. Yeah. So next week we're talking about uh. Uh. uh no, I don't what know. What the fuck was it? <laughs> we're. <laughs> I'm stoned. He's not. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna take three. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was self awareness, and then we were dropping the thing. We were talking about letters, and then we were talking about uh, uh, codependency. And then shit, we'll, we'll just listen to the notes. But yeah, also, go. Um, you should w- plug your website. Why? Why not? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, next we're going to talk about some more stuff about. <laughs> relationships and uh and get that fuckery on dealing with it all um we're going to be moving into the holidays pretty soon so uh we might do like a black friday episode that'll be fun that would be fun but yeah um thanks for hanging out with me today rachel thanks for letting uh, me hang um are you uh releasing a new blog anytime soon yeah next monday fuck yeah look it out on the t-h-a venice bitch dot com dot com and uh if you want to look for me, I'm over at uh, DukeDelay.com. As always, you can find us at TheCrazySwitch.com. All new episodes every Friday. And uh, we're going to start putting together some goodies for uh, kind of like resources and things for the things we're talking about on these episodes in the show notes. But uh, thanks for joining us. And I think next week we're doing a crossover episode with Suburban Boys. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, excited yeah, about that if they actually get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i will uh we'll see you next week and some sort of ending thing here we're gonna figure that out yeah we do we need an intro and a, and a closing yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> later guys bye <laughs>